Let's all party, people. It is a special stream on a Sunday with your boy Sebastian, one of the many members of the Nerds of the Round. How are you guys doing tonight? Um, welcome, everybody. This is a birthday stream, so I'm just going to be hanging out for a little bit, um, doing some artwork. But before I get to the artwork and everything, because, um, again, you guys are going to get to see me draw a little bit of concrete combat in the background right there. Um, there was a little raffle I was throwing out there for those who are subscribers to the Patreon. So those who subscribe before the stream got a bonus entry. So um, definitely that shout out to those who are subscribing to the Patreon. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, you can just by going to click on the link. Hola, Aurelis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Aurelis, you got two entries up there on the board. Let me show you guys the entry board. So let's just go here. We're going to present the screen. Um, because uh, yes, for my birthday, I am running a raffle. Uh, let's see here. So my wheel of name. So let's share that real quick. So like I said, anybody who is subscribing to the Patreon right now um, got a bonus entry. So if you were subscribing to the stream, um, based off your level that you're at, you got one bonus entry. Um, so Aurelis, you're up there with two. Rich um, is up there with um, quite a few. Johnny C's too, and Matt. Um, anybody who subscribes to the Patreon, you can get your name in there, and, will, and uh, we will. I will be raffling um, some prizes off on my birthday. So, salute and cheers to everybody. So. And um, we're open just to talk about anything tonight. Um, as far as it goes, I have not seen Mandalorian yet, but I will be talking about it on Tuesday with the crew, um, with Val, Tone, and Law. And a uh, big shout out to Tone. Um, hooked up with this, hooked up with the the drinks last night again. Big shout out to you. Thank you, Keiko. Thank you. Again, make sure you guys go check out MLA Entertainment. Um, they've been killing it over there, series. Um, and Keiko started releasing comics now for MLA Entertainment. Um, Project Infinity. Um, Infinity. So for those wondering what this wheel is, it is a raffle wheel for those who are currently subscribers on my Patreon. Um, it's not too late. If you are to become a subscriber, you can get entered in. I'll start this in the next few minutes. But what um, can you expect for us to raffle today? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be some fun stuff. So the raffle wheel that we're uh, going to raffle some stuff. Where is it? So with the raffle wheel, as you can see, spin again. Obviously, we got to spin again. There's quite a few random bag of stuff. So there's going to be some random artwork that I'm going to be sending someone a uh, lucky winner from the raffle tonight. So lucky winner will get some random um, prints that um, I got to print out there. Uh, free commission is back up there. There's also a $15 gift card and a $60 gift card. Also to get to pick a nerds topic. That is one of the things, one of the things we're going to raffle. So the lucky winner will get to pick one of the nerds topics in the future. And also to um, can be potentially become a background character in one of my comics and um that's gonna be fun um just to get to make someone into a comic character so i mean what have you guys been up to how has your day been saludos and let me just start opening up Yeah, last week we got to talk Vox Machina. We're going to be talking about um, Mandalorian and um, thank you, Keiko. We're going to be talking about Mandalorian this week and damn it, what was the other show? 
Um, Attack on Titan, which I already know some people are already upset with uh, how they're doing this. Um, so I'm going to save my thoughts for that later on um, for Tuesday's episode. But I am going to see if I could finish coloring one of the pages for the comic tonight and i'm trying to get the page up so you guys get to see a little bit of my process and everything too so it's a little bit of a fun art stream too and let's see here asia gracias brother What am I doing? Oh, I got messages. So I'm just looking at everybody's messages. I want to thank everyone. And I forgot I wanted to send this out to someone. Remove you here. Forgive me, guys. I am moving, moving stuff on the stream as it is right now. Make sure you guys are checking out GS for Geek again. Thank you, Keiko. No, that was um again. The pages look beautiful. You're uh, working with a great crew. Uh, what you guys are doing over there. Um, even though I'm not as active on a lot of social media like I used to, I'm paying attention to what all you guys are doing. You're killing it over there. So, you know what? We might start the wheel in a second. I just wanted to send this out real quick. Anybody who wanted to join. All right. So without further ado, let's go to the wheel. So again, I'm doing a raffle for those who are Patreon members. Um, if you signed up for the Patreon before today, you actually got a bonus entry. The Patreon link is in the description. So I'm going to be raffling off a prize today um, to a lucky winner. And you can still enter by becoming a Patreon subscriber. So the Patreon is pretty much the one place where you get to read my comic, um, Concrete Combat, which you're going to see me work a little bit on one of the pieces. What's up, Hugo? Thank you. Gosh, your brother. So, and it is, it's been a beautiful birthday. Um, let me show you guys a little bit of the toy that I got, but I mean, I'll show that to you in a second. So let's see here. I'm sorry, it's usually hard doing these things solo because I missed the crew. But without further ado, let's see who the winner is of tonight's raffle for the birthday raffle. Again, shout out to all those, again, who are subscribing to the Patreon. Like I said, if you're a subscriber to my Patreon, which is Bonet Studios, um, you had gotten a raffle entry. I've been doing random raffles out of nowhere for all my Patreon subscribers as a way of saying thank you to try to give back um thank you all for the support with that and um thank you hugo thank you let us enter it in so hugo we're going to enter you in buddy and you know what right before the raffle goes in through there you go two raffle entries switch it up again i thank everyone who does um subscribe to the, to the patreon it's been um it's been a fun journey doing the comic concrete combat and 
Um, again, it's been a book I've been working on for a while. I'm excited because this book is also going to be featured in Wayward Ravens um, anthology, We Suck in Comics. So this will be the first time that I've had a book in print in a while. And so I'm just very excited about that. Um, last thing I got to work on before this was A.A. Rubin's um, Mr. Stupendous. I got to do two pages for him. But um, without further ado, let's get this raffle started. I'm just shuffling everybody up. So with that in mind, let's spin. Woo, Rich Dresden is our first winner, and I said I was going to run it three times tonight, so Rich is our first winner. And I want to give a big shout-out. For those who don't know Rich Dresden, he is out there, uh, creator of Lucky Zilla. He does a live stream, and at the end of the day, Rich is just an awesome guy. If you ever get to meet him in person, he's been doing his trip. Um, I had the honor of being one of his groomsmen out there in for his wedding because he recently got married, so Rich has just won the first raffle so next johnny c so we will remove johnny again Johnny's uh so Johnny and Rich still have drawings in there, but they have won. So what we are going to do, since they have both won a prize, let's go one more. Rich has won a second prize. And you wanna know what? Because it is the birthday, it is my fifth. I'm going to run this raffle two more times. See, this is why you want to be a subscriber to Patreon. Let's go. Matteo got the number four spot. All right. So Hugo and Arella still got two entries in there. Rich got two. Johnny got one. Matt got one. Without further ado, the last slot that I'm going to raffle off. You know what? Let's rerun that. Let's rerun that because Rich has already won twice. Oh, Hugo. Okay. And Aurelis could say, so that was five raffles I'm running today, fifth of the day. So what are we raffling now? Let's just remove that screen. So at the end of the day, I wanted to try to make it as easy for everybody. So I got to give it up. So Rich is one slot one and three. Johnny's one slot two. Matt's one slot four. And Hugo... Just one slot five. Aurelis can tell you that we deliver on those raffles. And who's joining me? Michael Gracia right there. Hey, how's it going? Happy birthday. What is up, Mike? How are you? Doing good. Just trying to find my lights in here and get some better lighting. But uh, 
Give, oh, there it goes. All, All right. right. So, Mike, I'm running some raffles. I got five winners, actually four. Rich is dressing as run two. So what am I raffling off? What am I raffling off? Let us I have see no here. clue. Let's find out. Yeah, this is the fun part, guys. <laughs> so we are raffling ran two random bags of stuff, which means that I'm going to put some random art out there for you guys, stuff that I have in print. A $15 gift card, a $60 gift card. You can become a random background character in one of my comics. You could pick a nerd's topic. Or... You get a free commission. So I get to draw your favorite character of your choosing. So nice. we have Rich Dresden, who's 1-2 spots, Johnny C, who's 1-1, one, one, Matteo, who's 1-1, one, one, and Hugo Dahl. So we I ran five on this. And this, again, this is all for the Patreon subscribers that are out there. Thank you guys again for your support. So, Mike, should I start running this right now? Should I shuffle I a think, little bit? I think let's let's start something. Yeah, I'm, I'm going right, to see something, something uh, somebody win. Let's see. What was the first? So Rich is up first. Let's see what Rich gets. Ooh. Free commission. Rich Dresden runs a free commission. Congratulations, Rich. That's going to be awesome. Does he get to pick the character? Or do you? Yep, he gets to pick the character. That's fantastic. Let's run this again. We got we got three more. We got three more. Well, four more spots to give away, Mike. Okay. You for that. I'm good. Let's see it. I'm sorry. I'm just cleaning up. Uh, no, no, no. Computer. This is all random, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's we, not we're random offering... at all. <laughs> not random. Another free commission. No, Hugo. You, Hugo, you have the... Um, you can actually win... Um, a nerds topic where you can actually decide the next nerds topic. So it is actually is on there. Um, Aurelis did the raffle before. This is the second raffle I'm doing. Aurelis actually was in the, um, one of my first raffles and she won a free commission. And I, it was fun. I got to do one of her favorite characters on a, a block of wood, which was very interesting. So yeah, no, it's a you you as outside from um no we're not you offering we're offering a YouTube uh you could pick a nerd topic which is being raffled so and then our else yes it's it's always fun doing these things mm -hmm. and it's like you know so there's two free commissions given away let's just shuffle it up a bit and I I, I am pulling who Johnny C no this is Rich Dresden Rich is going to get. He got oh. the third spot. He nuts freaking. <laughs> I think it's rigged, man. It's rigged. It's rigged. Listen, free commission. That's three free commissions out of out of me right now. <laughs> For your birthday, your gift is work. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's not being done tonight, but it's gonna be done. Let's see. This is Matt. Matt gets a random bag of stuff. Ooh, that sounds fun. Congratulations, Matt. And, uh, and whoever got the last free commission, congratulations to him. Well, we Hugo's up next. What is Hugo going to get? Because we still got the gift cards up there. Yeah. Let's see. Another random, right, random bag of stuff. So what kind of stuff could be in this random bag? So 
so Hugo, um, I'll DM you. You know, send me your address. Um, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put a bag together of a bunch of artwork I done that that I had uh, created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold on. Let me close out these windows. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, again, bro. It's it's. Listen, I like hanging out with people. Michael Grosser, For those who don't know, Michael is the creator behind the comic, The Wiz. Awesome dude. He has his show Terror Two on YouTube, um, which is one of our feature channels. And again, Hugo, thank you again. Always with the love and all that you show your support and everything. Um, DM me. Uh, actually, I'll hit you up on Patreon to send me your address. Uh, the random bag of stuff is actually going to be a lot of different prints that I did. I used to take with me to shows to sell. Cool, cool. So this is all artwork that I've created and I've created prints about and all that. And it may even include like um, some additional artwork as well. Some original artwork in there that I was that I did so that this way, you know, you have something nice. And again, this is my way of saying thank you to everybody. No, I think that's fantastic. So, Mike, how has you been? It's been a minute, man. I know I've been very busy, but I'm I'm doing good how about you um dealing with the fact that i have spun around this world 41 times <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen I, I in february mine was 47 so uh <laughs> don't worry about it listen it's, like it's, they say age is just a number so what no what have you been up to you've been up to um the whiz and all that now i've man. been Talk up to, to it well, yeah so um i'm not gonna go into details but you know you know i had i dealt with some medical issues and i realized that was the reason i wasn't producing a lot of work and as i got stuff taken care of and i started healing and getting better uh i've been producing a hell of a lot more work i i don't i don't watch tv as much um i listen to more youtube podcasts or just videos i ran you know put music on whatever i'm not I'm I'm reading more comics like I like I used to in the past, and um, I'm finding myself, you know, with the with the use of my iPad, um, creating a hell of a lot more work. Now, the Wiz is something that I did back uh, from 2018 to 2019. Ended in May of 2019. Started in October 2018. Actually, on October 1st was my dad's birthday, um, and. And I can't, I stopped it because I was doing so many things between a day job, between freelance, between trying to put the whiz out and all, and, and being away at cons. And I was away at a lot of shows running kids sections. Uh, one day I was supposed to go to a show as, as a friend of mine's handler. Um, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm sick. I don't feel well. I actually was rushed to the ER and I had yeah, pneumonia. I remember. Yeah. And so I had, something had to give and I'm like, unfortunately I have to give up the whiz. And because all the other stuff I was making money from, <laughs> you know, so I couldn't give that up. And um, and people have been asking me for a long. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, oh, yeah. People have been asking me for a long time uh, to bring back the Wiz, and I was like, I want to. I just, you know, I don't have the time. I don't. I, I don't have the energy. And then doing get in tune my my show. Which airs Wednesday nights at nine on YouTube here and on Facebook <laughs> and on Twitch. Um, I uh, I have talked to a lot of artists, obviously, um, but a lot of strip artists because I always love the comic strips. I sometimes consider myself more of a strip artist than a uh, than a book artist, and I was just so inspired. I started writing again, but it wasn't until I had my medical issue back in June that got taken care of. Then still healing from 
but work is being produced. So the Wiz came back in January. The first, I think it might have been whatever the first uh, Wednesday was. I do it every Wednesday. I call it Wiz Wednesday. Okay. Um, so I think that might have been January 1st or January 2nd. Um, and I've been doing it every Wednesday now. It's been out, obviously, now uh, a little over two months. And, you know, I'm getting good feedback. People are really liking it. Um, I'm, but I'm still... I lost a lot of followers since I didn't publish anything on the Wiz Instagram page since what was it? 2019. So I'm rebuilding that page. My Facebook page is doing pretty good. Um, but all these other characters and stories that I've had, I just been revisiting and, and I'm doing this one uh, right now on the iPad. Um, I'm in, I'm in uh, um, roughs, right now it's a story called i'd show it to you but it's in the other room it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's called hank 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 harker history hunter and he goes in search of of uh like history that deals with mythology and conspiracy theories and stuff um so i should have the first you know by the end of by the end of march i should have the first story out uh, it's only going to be like eight or eight or nine pages. I'm going to put it up for free, and okay. uh, you know, and I'm going to be doing that with a lot of the stuff. Just you know, see what get get a taste, see what the audience likes. You know, I I appreciate a lot of uh, you coming on too, Michael, because a lot of you are part of the inspiration for me getting into comics too. We've met wow. a lot on the um, the indie circuit yeah. when we used to do a lot of shows in person, especially in the Long Island area and all that. Yes. And, you've and by the way, been... thank you. I didn't even realize. I didn't know. I mean, that 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 was well, learning. It's, it's like nice it's... it's such. No, I mean, it's like you know, after like COVID and everything, like during that time, it's like you know, you get into a rut, and even then, it's like, look, why am I getting into art even before that? And then, um, I don't know, you've been one of the more pleasant guys that I've got to say that I've got to become friends with, met on the road, and everything, and yeah. definitely have yeah. been always there and supportive, man. So I thank, thank you for you. everything, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, listen, I love what you do and, uh, <laughs> you know, everything you're a part of from, you know, your work to, to the nerds of the round. And so, I mean, it's all, it's all great stuff. You're, you're, you're out there producing content, you know, things that stories that you love, you got, um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name right now. What's this because Con I'm too lazy Con to Google? It's, it's, yeah, no, Hugo is like, I'm, I'm getting Hugo, the, uh, your YouTube channel, right? Oh, now. you know what? If you just type my name, my name's not on the screen, is it? Um, it's, but if you, um, if you yeah, just, you just ahead, type Mike. my name into anything, you'll find michaelgracia.com. You know, you can get onto any of my social media through there, but Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at michaelgracia.com. I do have uh, my YouTube is actually my name as well. It's Michael Gracia. Uh, well, YouTube.com slash Michael Gracia. Um, and uh, I do have a page for Get In Tune on Facebook. I do have at the Wiz comic on Instagram and uh, and and what's the other one? Uh, Facebook. So it's W-I-Z. You know, so it's at T-H-E-W-I-Z-C-O-M-I-C. I'm putting up your link tree right now. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I just got a lot of... No, I try to a... keep I try to keep everything just Michael Gracia, but like I don't really advertise my Twitch. That's Tunemaker76. It was just something I created so long ago. Um when I wasn't using my name for stuff and you know everyone had these other handles and and whatever. So um well, you, and, and I mean we we met at 
I would believe we met at CradleCon. Yeah, it was either Cradle or Eternal. It was one of those yeah. two. It was yeah. Cradle because I, yeah. I never got to do Eternal. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, the year that I was supposed to do Eternal, I remember that there were just issues with the artist alley. A lot of people who I knew were like stuck still waiting to get their tables while the show was going on. Oh, so really? I was just like, yeah, it was. Um, and, and it's nothing against Eternal. I just think that whoever they had doing the logistics at that time just kind of messed up because, you know, you hear horror stories about cons and it's like it's just some people just happen and all that. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, we met at Cradle and Cradle, it was yeah. fun doing that show because it was a, for what people don't know, Cradle Con happens in the Cradle of Aviation Museum. So it's a museum that has like all this old aircraft and everything. So it was pretty cool because it's like you're getting a history lesson, but at the same time, you're at a convention buying comics and um, artwork and all that. Let, let me tell you something about Cradle Con. I went there one, one day the night before it went. I had to drop some stuff off. And I was just walking around the museum to see what it was like. And I walk in this hallway, like into this little room. And it's a little curved room. And I forgot what was in there of like, of like machinery. But they had all these bad guys from the comics, like, like, on mannequins in costumes with some masks <laughs> and it was like jason and and all these horror characters and i'm i don't do well with horror <laughs> and it was kind of dark in there and it was just kind of dimly lit and i walked in there and there were about five mannequins dressed as horror i walked right out i'm just like oh shit oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and i kind of took my step back like i can read horror i can't have it come at me you know, I can't see it on the screen. Uh, so that that's my issue with horror. But knowing that those characters came to life at one point, I'm like, yeah, I'm not I've seen too many things where like mannequins come to life as well. You know. <laughs> well, spe speaking of horror, so um so my wife got me a dope gift this year. She uh -huh. got me this um jacket um that has a but it looks like it's a bunch of comic panels on it. So I'm like rocking this jacket now. And then I want to give a shout out to Tom because speaking of horror, um, one of my favorite movies is Aliens, right? Cool. And... <laughs> uh, your, your, your background kind of hides yeah, it. Yeah, the background is hiding it. Um, let me take off the background. But I know exactly what, it, what you got there. I've seen pictures of that before. Yep. That's fantastic. Now man. owned by me. Thank you, Tone. Want to give a big shout out. Um, because I love the Aliens movie, that second yeah. one with Scott. So um I got to play with it a little bit yesterday. Um didn't shoot anybody, but you know. <laughs> I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for my brother to come visit. That's <laughs> walking. That's and it has a no, what's cool about it is that it's so when you saw the movie and when they uploaded the clip and then when they're hammering away and it has the countdown, it actually has the counter where it's counting down when you're shooting all, all the, the, the the different nerf bullets and then it has um a bigger bullet for the um for the grenade launcher so when you cock it and <laughs> it's cool. It's really yeah. cool. I'm like I'm like a big kid. Yep, yep, pretty much. <laughs> pretty uh, much. <laughs> I got you know, because I got um Oh, I got a toy lightsaber in the corner. I can't reach it right now. I got a lot of, yeah, we're all big kids here. I got way too many toys. So, um, do you, do you know Final Fantasy seven, Mike? I am familiar with the artwork. I was never really a gamer. Um, so I know 
I don't even know characters' names to be honest with you, but um, I never, I never, I've, I've never been a big, big into gaming. Oh my god! Okay. I got the main character sword too. I know that sword very well. That was my first reason for not being fans of cosplayers. Everybody created that sword and just would lean it up against your table, knock it into your tables and shows. That thing is beautiful, though. It's so um, I could talk shit about this con because you know they they don't even exist anymore. It was um, what's it called? It was Burrowcon. Oh, I know that I've been was, there. Yeah. <laughs> um. I had that sword at my table and it was a whole conversation piece for everybody that grew in a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, there was like, yeah, you want to take a picture with the sword, buy some of my stuff too. You know, come on. <laughs> this is marketing. I mean, people didn't buy shit, but it was fun. It was a fun conversation yeah. piece. Everybody was like, Oh, this is cool. And all that. I was like, yeah. And we were just talking about the video game yeah. when I got that sword. So I got it from, um, think geek and it was on sale. Nice. It was like 50% off. Wow. I was like, I am not missing the sale because it has not sold at that price ever again. And I can't find it again at that price. Um, I told my wife, like, so yeah, I ordered this little sword and all that. So she thought it was a small sword I ordered. Well, you used the word I little. Get, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, this little, I ordered this little sword. Hold up. I get it. And I put it together because it's two pieces. And then I mm -hmm. put it right next to the door in our, in our old apartment. And where the peephole gives it the, the, the height. Oh, wow. And then she was like, I thought you ordered a little sword. <laughs> I was like, but, but it, it's it's a little sword to me. It's like, you know. Yeah. I do I do the same thing like when I order like trades and, and graphic dolls. You know, I've just ordered a little book. And I was like, that looks like kind of big book. Well, it's an omnibus, but it's still, you know, it's only 800 pages long or something. <laughs> yeah. Because cool. my studio has no space anymore. It's like I can't even bring anything in here. And I have like 30 books on my Amazon wish list that I want to bring in here. Yeah, there's a there's a few books on my Amazon wish list that's just waiting right now. But um, if you look right here where my pencil's pointing. Yes. You see that right there? Yes. That is the Infinity Gauntlet out of Legos. And I want to thank my wife for getting me that. <laughs> that's great. I was on, um, so I was on the Mighty Pong show and um, I was going like, all right, I'm going to build. I didn't think I was going to finish it, but I finished it on his show that, that night. Yeah. About the whole thing, but um, she also got me the light kit, so I got to put the light kit in it now to light up the oh. gems. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. great. So I was like, oh shit. So yeah, my wife gives into uh, my nerdy habits. <laughs> that's a good wife. That's a very good way. Listen, we nerd out. Her favorite characters, you know, my favorite characters, a bunch of characters from Marvel. We just nerd out, man. We nerd out. Who's her favorite character? You said she loves Xena, Warrior Princess. Um, she loves Buffy. Yeah. Zena. We you know, go back and forth. I just introduced my wife really to Buffy a few weeks ago. My, uh, you know, she said she never really saw the show like one or two episodes. I mean, she saw the original movie. I'm like, oh, because because it was on one of those um, like retro TV channels, and I watched yeah. a couple of episodes, and she was like, I think I could watch this. It sound it looks good. So I said, it's on Hulu. Let's start at in season one. We're still in season one. But I'm like, when she has the urge, just watch it. And if I'm around, they said, wait till you get to season five. Cause I, that's the last one I haven't watched yet. And it's been a while since I've seen it. But, um, but you know, we haven't, again, we haven't watched it in a, in a probably good three weeks. There's other shows we've been watching. Um, but uh, it, 
No, I feel there's just so many shows right now. Yeah. We're 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 on season eleven of Supernatural. Um, true story though, it's funny because she tried to get her friend one time when she was in college into Angel, which was the spinoff of Buffy. Yes. And the episode because you didn't have DVR and all that at the time, the episode that ended up playing was the puppet episode. It was like really Love you it. watched this. Oh man, it was like yeah, it completely killed it and took her friend out of it. What I love about Supernatural though is because when they do filler episodes, it actually still extends the story and it's really yeah. good because it makes fun of itself. So it's watching Supernatural. I gotta catch up to Last of Us because I'm behind a few episodes. I just started we just started that last night. We watched the first two episodes. It is episode three is a tearjerker. It's is it? episode a lot of people are talking about how episode three they feel should be one that's to go up for Emmy contention. Really? Okay. I mean, listen, yeah. we might watch it tonight or tomorrow. I haven't, you know, depends it's, on how tired we are later. Yeah. After you're done watching that episode, you got to tell me how you felt about that episode because it was, it, it was really beautifully done. Um, okay. I felt that this was the episode. Like if I told people, like, if you're not going to watch last of us, you at least watch this one episode because it stands alone with itself. And it was, it's, um, what's his face? He was the guy from Parks and Rec. I forget his name. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He did a phenomenal job in that episode. Okay. And I'm just like, it's again, it's a beautiful human story. That's that's how I took it. All right. I listen, I'm 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 interested in checking out. I will say I felt the first two episodes were a little slow moving and and it, I just felt like I was watching a different version of The Walking Dead. Uh so I'm hoping that changes. I'm gonna give it, you know, it's only seven episodes. I'm going to give it the seven episodes. So hopefully tomorrow we'll watch, because I don't know if we'll do it tonight, but tomorrow we'll watch a couple of episodes. So, so, so talk to you. You're about to learn something with the Wiz. Um, when did you come up with the concept for the Wiz? Okay. Yeah, I know, I know we've talked about this, yes. but, but those who don't um, know, let them know. Okay. Well, th this is, this is honest to God, true story. Um, back in 2017, like, late 2017 i got it i got my first ipad pro and apple pencil and i wanted to experiment to see if i can create a comic strip just like an instagram strip nothing crazy three four panels and just do it weekly and kind of give myself a test so i tried different apps just to experiment with i tried um uh, what was it? Comic, uh, comic draw, which I think is great for drawing the comics, but I didn't like the way it inked or colored. Um, I tried Procreate, but back then I didn't like it for yeah. that. Um, I tried uh, Clip Studio Paint, and that was the program I stuck with. Now I'm actually building in Procreate. Okay. Um, and I do more uh, book work and stuff and other type of stuff in Clip Studio or Photoshop. But Excuse me. I always drew these wizards. I don't know why. Uh, I, I mean, I like fantasy. I mean, hell, I got a Lord of the Rings shirt on. You can see my background. <laughs> I'm a fantasy guy. There's Frazetta up in here. There's the Smurfs up in here. If I turn this around, you know, I got I got a lot of fantasy. Actually, every wall has something of Lord of the Rings on it. I'm just I'm a huge, huge fan of that. But um, so I was always drawing these wizards. And then one day. Uh, there was a show, uh, a, a comic con uh, called um, Kids Comic Con that Alex Simmons put on. And one year, and I was at all the shows, and one year, well, not all, but at that time I was going quite a while. But one year they had a, they wanted to do a, a 
like just a jam. Like everybody that was there drew something. So I drew this wizard. And one day when I'm flipping through like my phone, it came up as a memory. And I was like, I saw the, the little wizard I drew and I joked around to myself, hey, nobody beats the whiz like the old commercial. <laughs> and I said he needs a redesign. He was too it, he would have taken too much to draw. So I played with the different designs for about two, three weeks because I was writing all these jokes, but I didn't have his look yet, you know. And then after I had what I basically have now, I'm like, oh, this is it. And uh, I just started drawing the jokes and said, once I had about 10 or whatever, I, uh, I was like, okay, I'm ready to start posting. So I knew I was ahead of the game. Um, and that's really how the whiz started. And, you know, the first, the first joke I actually wrote was a nobody beats the whiz joke. And it was him playing chess. And it says, but it wasn't the first strip I released. It was, but it, it was like, um, you know, he was playing chess and he was like, okay, you lost. And his, his, uh, his familiar Ajax starts screaming, yes, nobody beats the whiz. Bring on the next <laughs> guest. And it was Chewbacca. And, and Ajax turns to the whiz and says, let the Wookiee win. And that was the first whiz joke I ever wrote. It was probably maybe the fourth or fifth. Uh, if I go on Instagram, I can see, but it was probably the fourth or fifth joke I wrote. Um, and I did about 60 strips. I believe before I stopped again, due to health reasons, but I've been steady. I've been good. Um, I'm, I'm not ahead. I usually draw Monday and Tuesday. Like I'll, I'll draw Monday night, the strip and Tuesday morning, I'll color it or finish coloring it. And on Wednesday morning, I, I by 9am it's, it's posted on Instagram and Facebook. And I think I'm going to just start posting on Twitter just to hit a different audience as well. I know. I think that was because you you can definitely hit a uh, a, yeah. a bunch of people on Twitter who um because it's really weird. You have people who like Twitter but hate Instagram. You have people yeah. who like Instagram but hate Twitter. So this way you 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 get a bigger wider audience that knows your stuff. But like yeah, I know what you mean by character design because this was actually so the character I'm drawing um is from Concrete Combat. So that's Beatrice. Yes. Who gets introduced into this next chapter? But this was like her original design. Okay. And I don't know. I felt like something was still off about the design. Can you go back to the other? Yeah. I mean, the colors are great. I kind of like the white hair. Yeah. Um, that that's just me personally. But um, I, I think you have now. When I'm telling you, you have great colors, you can't really trust me because I'm colorblind. <laughs> but I took the colors too. But yeah, it works. It works well. Here's how I'm going to say it: It doesn't hurt my eyes. Um, if you notice, all my coloring is normally very bright because I see bright colors better. I'm, I ha I'm what's known as shade blind because it, it, it's through everything. I see all colors, but when they start to blend, I have trouble telling them apart. And um, yeah, I think I, I, I like this design that you got here much better. I like the like the machine inside her that's that you're kind of seeing right that is that's supposed to be a machine when i saw her close up like yeah so what you see right here is that she does have her mechanical arms yeah she has her corset she has the outfit she has her um collar um and i felt like you know doing these little canvas boots like that i obviously I kind of updated the boots where it has padding on the bottom 
mm-hmm. of it now. But um, this was the design. So this, what I did is um, when I came up with the design, I did five color schemes, and this was the one that won. Yeah, no, like, I that like was it. one. Yeah, it was one that with this outfit was two tones. There was a purple. This just won overall, hands down. But like, no, I think this fits the mood of the story that you're telling. Um, so you like, know, kind of, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. What you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say, it, like, like you have kind of have this cyberpunky world, so it just it just really fits, and and I I you know I like. I, you know, th- those are kind of dull colors right there, except for the hair. Um, and I like that everything is dull, but the hair, that the hair, and actually it looks like the eyes pop out at you too. So yeah, it's so, kind of nice. Yeah. With her eyes, if you look close to this one right here, I had to do something different with her eyes. So you got the one yellow eye, but then it's kind of like you have this different yellow under the eye that's scarred. Mm-hmm. So it was again, it was fun there. I wanted some of her colors to be a little bit of a contrast to the main character who people get to meet, which is Micah. Let me pull them up for you. This was um because I've been working on this character for a minute. I want to thank Keiko because she did a whole render of him. But you see, like it's a difference with between his colors. Like he has yeah. the oranges and the reds going on, and then hers is the opposite of his because they're both of the pr- protagonists of the story. And okay. I've just been having fun with them. So I I've really actually laid out the groundwork for eight. So I'm, so I call it chapters, but they're actually issues. So mm-hmm. I really laid out the groundwork for 18 issues so far. Wow. And that's, that's impressive. I I have to have a beginning, middle and end. I have to know where, and it's the story I've been working on for a while. So the, the whole concept started as a mock poster. Mm-hmm. that i thought would be fun to do i was like oh what if i draw this guy he just looks like he's a fighting pose holding a basketball and then i was like ah oh, i could call it concrete combat and it just spun off from there and there were just a lot of influence but now where i'm at with the story i was like okay i figured it out i take it in what i like from fantasy and mixed it with cyberpunk so there are fantasy elements mixed in with it into the cyberpunk world so it's not full cyberpunk you yeah. get in some panels bright colors but in other panels you get the little bit of the dull colors and all that um and then it's like you know working outward with creating this world like eventually i would like to do is also create a book for people like hey yeah this is a book that's kind of like building off a game of it so if you want to do your own story it's kind of like similar to what they did at D and you go from there mm-hmm. so, and i'm building this whole um collaborative world that people can come in and just have fun with it and just um you know different names for the races and everything and all that that's why you see you know you got this wolf girl you got this um i'm taking like the goliaths and everything and kind of mix them up and it's kind of fun with how do you mix tech into that? And it's been fun yeah. like building that. That's it. Now, since this, like you, you mentioned that, you know, you kind of took the idea from D and D building these races and this world and, and this collaborative world. Are you going to be building a game off of this? Are do, do you have plans to create like a, a role-playing game or something? The idea was dropped into my head this year. Um, and again, kudos to Eric. So I am thinking of creating a game book so that people can go in and have fun with it. Um, definitely would love to do an original combat system. And honestly, I probably would use the system that Tommy is coming up with. So Tommy is actually thinking about doing his own original combat That's system. That's all because of what happened with... Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> we don't, yeah. we don't need to talk yeah, about it. We don't it, need to but, talk uh, about it, but yeah. It was, oh, it was upsetting. And, and, it was and I will say, um, the things I've heard, I don't think the movie's going to do well. I, at the end of the day, I, I tell people this is like, I'm not, um, going into the movie with any expectations. I'm going in, so oh. I'm going to go see someone's campaign. Someone yeah. did a campaign and turned it into a movie. That's how I'm that's, see it. That's the best way to look at it. I've actually told people the same thing. I just haven't said I'm definitely going to the movies yet. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you know what it is? It's because we're probably going to see it and talk about it on air. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I just, I, you know what? I have a thing right now about going to the theater. I had, I had issues before the pandemic because I didn't like people talking and all this stuff. But when you go to a, a little bit, if you want to go to like a higher class theater where you're paying a little more money for the seats, like an Alamo or there was something else near my house um, that was, you know, expensive, you pick your seat type of thing. Um, you find that, that they're a lot better because, you know, yeah. Are, I don't know. It's respectful in there. You go to a regular like AMC or something, and you're just sitting with a bunch of people. It's you know you want to scream, shut up at people. Um, or you could go to a movie theater in the sticks where it's like fuck. It was empty all the time. Like um, the movie theater near me, the Regal, it's mm -hmm. always empty. Like I went to go see Black Adam. I was the only one there seeing it. That might have the whole. I had the whole movie to myself. <laughs> Bro, that was just um, but uh i mean listen that's guys when i saw the phantom back what was it 94 that came out with billy zane there was like six people in the theater with me it was the most empty theater i ever sat in i was like wow i was a little upset i was very i was a little upset just because of my love for the character but <laughs> um no i know it's 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 strange but you know these days with the theater it's you know, you go pay for your tickets. What are you doing? You're paying like $20 a ticket right there. It's 40 bucks just for me and my wife. If you want to eat, you're going to end up paying $75 just to go to a freaking movie. And I'm like, you do what I do. I go with a book bag with popcorn in it already. <laughs> I don't buy it from the theater. <laughs> I, I That's, you want to know what it is that that's, that's the, that's the, uh, I want to say the hood in me, but that's more of the survivalist in me because I'm like, damn, these prices are too high. I'm like, I could go to the store. There's a five below across the street say, for the movie theater. That's where you need to go, and you stock up when they have the two for five sale, and uh, or what are they a buck fifty for? I was just in a five below the other day. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot better. You're gonna go because some people are just like I don't want to pay for that. It's like a lot of people have gotten used to it with the streaming, but it's like, yeah, when I go to go see it, I'm like, it's the movie theaters where I'm at, they're empty now. When yeah. I was in the city, it was different. It's like, dude, like. Yeah. No. Although there there was one movie theater here that um IMAX that is always packed on opening day. Yeah. yeah, I mean listen, I'd love to go. I used to love to go to the theater. I used to love to see all these things. And I I don't know, you know, outside of like I don't I don't want to pay for a lot of stuff anymore. I just and it's not even like like I mean listen, I I pay for Netflix, Hulu, uh, you know, Amazon Prime, all these <laughs> things. I got I literally got like six or seven streaming services I pay for. Outside of Paramount, the only one I don't—I feel like I don't own, which I'm probably gonna uh, uh, cave because I want to see that Stallone show thing, thing there. Oh, that's um, right, it's coming to Paramount. Yeah, well, and I, so I have it because of the Star Trek show. So yeah. I could be like, Mike, just watch mine's. <laughs> <laughs> but that's—it's like I pay all this money to stream stuff, and usually there's—I can never find anything to watch. But it's—you know—it's—it's. It's, I just, I, you know, I told my wife, I said, here's the thing. There's only two movies that I have somewhat excitement about. 
one I actually have excitement about. One is kind of eh. the one that's eh is the new Shazam movie. I want to see it because I love the character. Okay, I, I mean I'm classic Captain Marvel. You know, uh, before he was called Shazam, I love the character. I love the the idea of all that stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna go see that. But my wedding anniversary is September 21st. I told my wife, whatever you want to do that day, we're going to do because September 22nd, my butt is going to be in the theater for Expendables 4. (laughs) I said, that movie I am super excited about. I I just want to see things blow up. I want to see these mindless movies where I don't have to think, and I just know you're going to give me just beautiful machine gun fights and and whatever it is bad dialogue and you know because what was it? It, it i don't remember if it was the second or third but with with uh, with schwarzenegger and he, something happens and he goes i'll be back and they're like you always say that you're staying here you know it was just like really dumb bad it's just it's just time to give an excuse just to rib on each other and yeah. it's you know what you're getting in with, with those Expendables. It's but not going to be a great movie. It's just 80s, 90s yeah. action heroes just having fun. But I, will, I, I, you know, I will say, um, I will say, I do disagree because they are great movies. <laughs> At least to no, me. They, like, no, no, I know, I know what they are. But um, the question, here's the thing, John Wick. Uh, John Wick I, I, to be honest, I haven't watched all of them yet. So they're on HBO Max. That's like a one Saturday. It's going to be like, okay, I haven't seen two or three yet. I've only seen the first one. So one day I'm going to sit down. I'm going to be like, I'm going to watch John Wick kill people. Good. And, I'm, and I'll probably be excited for, for the fourth. Yeah, he, with, with what he's done with the John Wick movies, he can be added into the Expendables. Oh, absolutely. He can. Just based on the first one? So... What was funny is that so me and my wife um we were just looking at old music videos the other day and a Paula Abdul music video popped up mm-hmm. and apparently um Keanu Reeves was the love interest in the music video. I yeah, was like, I it heard definitely was about before that. Bill and Ted. I was like, yeah. holy shit, that's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's going yeah. to have it. It's, yes. You know what else has it, Hugo? Um, Bullet Train. Bullet Train is just another mindless fun movie with just a bunch of actors that got together just to do some fun stuff and i love those movies and what's funny is that bullet train the jokes that are in there are probably going to be relevant for its time but like years later people will not get it it's kind of like some of those old movies where you saw a bunch of actors and those like um what's it called um rat race at the time it was a bunch of popular comedians that were in the movie together and now it's like you try to see him Yes, yes, I want to see that. Yes, it's good. It's it, it it's a fun movie. It's just a fun movie. Another fun movie that was pretty good was uh, Glass Onion. Knives you out know, I still haven't seen that. I I haven't seen. Well, I haven't seen the first Knives Out yet. So I, I I'm you, very behind, dude. I'm so behind. You don't need to see the first Knives Out to watch this one. Okay. They they're completely feel like two separate. The only thing that ties them together is the main character. It's kind of like, you know, when Morgan Freeman was playing that detective, but it was like different movies that he played that same detective. You didn't need to see the other one to know what was going on in yeah. this one. It works just like that. That That's good to know. Cause here, here's my thing. I am so behind on film um, because number one, I prefer TV to film. I like to see character development and I get to see that over a bunch of episodes, which a two hour movie won't usually give me. So I do prefer 
uh, uh, TV to film. So I watch more TV. But there's so many movies out there that I just want to see. And I'm like, I don't have time or whatever. Like I said, I haven't been watching TV. One of the things like I'll do is when we're done here tonight, I'm going to go into my living room. My wife's in there watching whatever the hell she wants right now. And we'll put on an old show. It could be reruns of Big Bang Theory. It could be an episode of House. It doesn't matter. Just stuff that we've seen. And she'll play video games on her phone and, and I'll draw, you know, and it's like it's background noise. And that's what we do at night because she just wants to veg out and play games and kind of clear her mind from the day. And I want to just draw, you know, so I'll work on comics. I'll do whatever. But we don't care what's on in the back. It's just noise for us to pick our head up and look at every now and then. If I put on something I haven't seen, like John Wick 2, my drawing's not going to get done. Work's <laughs> not going to get done. I'm just going to be sitting there watching those things. At least I can pick my head up and be like, okay, here's like five minutes I could take a break and watch a scene because I know it's coming. Or, you know, here's a good gag or something. You know, like, we'll do something like that. And, um, and that's why, you know, we watch a lot of old stuff. It's a lot of just background noise. But... You know, last night I wanted to draw. What did we do? We put The Last of Us on. Did I get any drawing done? No, not one. Because <laughs> I, I needed to know what was going to happen. You know, I'm like, I can't. If I, after I finish all of them and I go and like, you know what? I'll put it back on. I don't, I don't have to watch it or care about it anymore. It's like, as long as I've seen it the first time, now I know what scenes I can go back and just be like, oh, this was cool in episode two. And I'll watch this. And, yes. You know? That's part of it because I'm always trying to watch new stuff. It's like, okay, what can we cover on the show that would be dope? And then talk to people. So it's like, for example, Alice in Borderlands. I think that that would be a good show to cover. So it's now um, getting the whole crew to watch it because I'm also known for watching really bad stuff that just like. Isn't that oh, a sci fi channel show, though? No, that's actually Alice in Borderlands is on Netflix show. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's a game of death show. It's two seasons. Um, it's up there for me with uh, Squid Game. I haven't so seen like that either, so. Yeah, it, it Squid Game was pretty. It was really good too. Um, but yeah, I'm also known, and I guess I scare people because I've seen some really bad stuff that's just like, why am I wasting my time watching? I'm like, someone has to watch it to critique it. I'm sorry, it's, <laughs> it's, it's bad. Yeah, good point. A series format does allow you to allow the growth and natural pacing. Yes, yes, it does. It does. Like that's why I kind of like with with Supernatural. It's hard to watch that show as a background show when you're watching it for the first time because yeah, there's just a lot of character. I mean, 15 seasons. Yeah, I will say this about Supernatural. I don't know if you know, it was supposed to end at the end of season five. Yeah. Uh, and and if you watch, there are certain seasons that are not so great. Seasons one through five to me is perfection. Because it was planned for five seasons. They had everything perfect in there. And then there are certain seasons or episodes and seasons where it's like, oh, crap, what do we do now? And and like like the, the you're in season 11. So you passed the Leviathan season. Yep. That that season wasn't so great, in my opinion. There was some good parts. Um, but I remember I remember turning to my wife and in, in, do, do you know anything about how it ends or any part of the story? No, um, I, I, I mean, I, I only know one thing about the end, but that's about it. Other than that, how it ends, I don't know. Okay. So we're just like in there in the start because like we 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 just never got to see it. Yeah. But now we're sitting down watching it. And I mean, I'm enjoying it for what it is. And then yeah. um, I have to go watch Teen Wolf after this. Um, <laughs> well, let me tell you, first of all, with Supernatural, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil anything for you. 
but I did say something to my wife at the end of season 13, I believe it was. And I said, all they can do is this. And that's what 14 and 15 talked about. And I was like, you know, that's it. But um, Supernatural is fun. I still watch it. It's on like TNT or whatever in the morning in reruns. I don't have to start my job till 1130. So sometimes I'll watch an episode or two. I have thrown it on whatever it is, Netflix or like as background noise for me or watch certain episodes. Um, I have tried the new show that they have. Um, uh, yeah, my wife, my wife has tried watching it and I, she, she, she likes the, uh, the original show better. It's a lot of people say that it's okay. It's got potential. Yeah. I want to see how season one does before I, I say, yes, I'm going to continue or no. So I've only watched like the first seven episodes of that. Um, it's funny they, though. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to move on to something else. I wanted to I was talk about say, You know, I was going to say that the show was supposed to do two spinoffs. There's one episode where you can actually mm-hmm. see that they were going to do a spinoff. It was going to be in Chicago, and it just didn't happen. And then there was yeah. another one that was supposed to start a sheriff um, with other people. Yeah, the the, yeah. The, the, the the one that was in Chicago, I was really upset didn't happen because that sounded amazing. And... Um, they so, said at the time because Vampire Diaries and all that, yeah, you know, it was too close to it. And I well, they were all in the same network. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But I thought it would have been pretty cool. But mm-hmm. I could see what they meant at the time. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just you already have a show that's doing this. So, yeah. but I have think two shows similar. I think the Supernatural spinoff would have been better than Vampire yeah. Diaries. I've, I've only seen a couple of, of episodes of that. But um, <clears throat> excuse me, the other one. Could have been good, but I think it would have wouldn't have lasted long. That was the one with the with the sheriff and mm-hmm. the daughters that she adopted. Um, it was going to be all of them out hunting and stuff. But um, uh, the other show you mentioned, Teen Wolf, I watched the entire series of that. The first couple of seasons are good. It kind of falls off after like season three, in my opinion. But I watched it just to finish it. And it was one of those things I watched recently while I was recovering from the surgery I had uh, back in like June or July or whatever. And then they bring the movie and I'm like, oh, I can watch the movie. Oh, no, it's on Paramount. I don't own it. So um, I have to uh, I have to buy Paramount just to uh, just to watch that movie. My wife loves, so the reason why we got Paramount is one is I was watching Halo, and two, um, my wife wanted to see Star Trek Discovery, which she says, right today we were talking about it, and she says Star Trek Discovery is probably one of the best Star Trek's new series that she really likes. Really? Um, I've heard a lot of the opposite <laughs> of she, the reviews. Yeah, she she enjoys it for what they've done with the show, and she says that she kind of likes the pacing of that show. And kind of like the establishing of the characters and where they went with that one. Um, she likes Picard. Picard is pretty good. Picard's going into his final season. Um, yeah. I. By the way, I just posted something about Picard on my uh, on my Facebook page. If you want to check it out, I found it on TikTok today. Correct me. I I, w- I, w- I will check it. <laughs> <laughs> I will check it. Um. But yeah, the one that I didn't get into because we both saw the first episode was the one that um, was a spinoff of Discovery, which was they were now trying to explore Pike because he makes he he's in season two of Discovery okay. as the captain of the ship. Because um, I go, it's pretty interesting because the main character, this is the first time that the first two seasons, it's the main character is not the captain. 
which I thought was an interesting take because a lot of the times when you get a Star Trek series, you're following the main character, which is the captain. Yeah. Michael Burnham was not the captain in those first two seasons. It was like later on, you just see her ascent to becoming a captain, mm-hmm. which I thought was a it's an interesting storytelling in a Star Trek show. No, that sounds great. I listen. I know I said I've heard negative reviews about I've heard negative reviews about every show out yeah. there, um, but. I like to make my own decisions. Yeah. And I, I used to watch, uh, I was a big uh, next generation fan. That, that was really my star Trek era. Um, I didn't get too much into the stuff that followed, but I did watch a bit of it. I enjoy star Trek. I do. Uh, so I would give everything a shot. I'd give Picard, especially Picard because I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, a next gen fan, but uh I would give uh, what was the one discovery said discovery yeah yeah I'd or, give it a, I'd give it a shot if if I don't like it I don't like it I mean I'll make I I want I give every show three episodes if I can't get past three episodes it's pointless in my opinion to watch I got I got through the first two seasons I just didn't continue because I just uh, my wife kept on watching I just you know got stuck watching a bunch of other stuff yeah um Picard I saw the first season my wife saw the first two. Okay. And so she kept on with watching and all that. See, that, that's that, that's something too. You're saying like how your wife watched the first two. You only watched the first one. I try to watch it with my wife. Another reason yeah. we don't watch a lot is because our schedules don't always line up for us. That's what it. That's, and, that's what it was too. It's like and, I was watching all the yeah. other stuff that I had to review. So like like with the Winchesters, for example, she's like, I could take it or leave it. If it's on, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to follow it. So I just haven't had a chance to sit down and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to finish what I haven't seen so far. Um, but, you know, most shows, it's like, oh, I, if she wants to see that too, I'll wait for her. Yeah. Well, there are I'll shows that we wait, but it was just like, you know, because she was so, I was like, you you could watch it without me go right ahead. It's fine. Because there were just so many shows that were coming out. And then there was so much stuff that we were covering on Nerds. I was like, I, I got to sit down and review this. Yeah. Uh, we're going to cover um yeah. so it's like you know dividing because there's just so much content i mean even like when um what was it which i'm glad marvel is actually changing their release schedules now because they like they were just dropping content on top of content on top of which um uh, people felt like that was just an overload so i'm kind of glad that they're kind of scaling back on how they're doing their release schedule yeah it's like from when, but um, I mean, it kind of worked during the pandemic when people didn't have to, when people couldn't go to movie theaters or really go anywhere. It's like you needed that entertainment. So I love that the fact that we were getting all this stuff because it kind of like took you out of what was going on in the world. But now it's like, I get now that we're we're back in you know into the world and all that. It's like, yeah, dude, you gotta chill with the, the release schedule now. Um, it's the same thing they're doing with um Star Wars stuff. Like they're they're scaling back on that stuff too, which is good. Um, but um. What are you, did you get to see Ant Man? What did you get to see the new Ant Man or no? No, I'm not. Oh, let's, get uh, that. let's get that. I'll, I'll be on. You got a lot of blinking stuff going on there. Um, yeah. I'm uh, Blinky. here's the thing I'm I'm not gonna go into my bitch fest, you know how <laughs> I feel, dude. I, I, and, and you know what, I've, I've had so many things, but I don't care about Marvel anymore. I don't care That's about fine. Star Wars. I don't even care about DC, and I'm a DC guy over Marvel. It, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I, listen. You're burnt out. I'm, no, I'm not burnt out. It, I, I, no, <laughs> I find that a lot of that stuff is bad storytelling. 
that I'm not going to waste my $75 to go sit in a theater and be pissed <laughs> off. I, the last time I paid for a movie was Black Adam. And I sat there like, okay, it was a good like popcorn movie, but that was a crap movie when you think it was about the, it. It was the movie of the Kool-Aid man. No, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was like, okay, I, I'm a JSA guy. I'm a classic. You know me. I love the Silver Age. I love the Golden Age. You got the Justice Society in there. But you set them up as they're like strike strike force X again or something like like they're the new suicide squad, like the way they were talking with Amanda. And I'm like, what the hell is this? A Hawkman. You, you expect me to care about him? He, 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 you know, or Dr. Fate, who is like one of my all time favorite characters. I got a Chris Russo Dr. Fate there. I got a uh, I got a, a Fred Hembeck Dr. Fate. I got in my in, in my bag of commissions. I got like five other Dr. Fates. I love dr fate but they destroyed him in this movie and like like you you like they made it like you were supposed to care about these characters but didn't give us anything previously to care i cared about like when you see iron man at the end of endgame go i am iron man and snap his fingers and then his funeral happens you tear up when you see cap Finally dancing with Peggy, you tear up because they gave us all this time to care. I didn't care about Hawkman. I didn't care about any of those characters. And I loved them in the comics. You know? They did such a crappy job. With it was that. quote me if I'm wrong. When they did the Hawkman and um Dr. Fate, it felt like watching that they were copying someone else's homework because when he was doing the whole thing. It felt like they were copying what Doctor Strange and Iron Man did. Kind but of. The only thing they did was that Doctor Fate was like, "No, I'm the one who's going to take the bullet, not you," and all that. When he was like seeing all these, alt- it, it, that's what I felt. I felt like they didn't have to go that route, and they could have continued with these characters. Like we didn't need to have Doctor Fate go out like that. And yeah. it, it, it's like this. I feel the JSA. Mm-hmm. was misproperly used and shouldn't have been in the movie. I see I feel that Shazam and the Shazam family should have been the ones there to take on Black well, Adam. Here's what I'm gonna say about Dr. Fate. I think Dr. Fate's character, not Dr. Fate himself, but Naboo, you know, you know who Naboo is, right? He's in the he's in the helmet of fate. He's the one that takes over and yep. is really who Dr. Fate is. He could have been there when he took his human form in ancient times fighting against all this stuff, fighting against Black Adam, being the guy who's connected to it, you know, while you have Shazam there with a new champion that kind of looks maybe like Billy a little bit, or a kid who is going to be given the powers and it's stopped. Like, you do stuff like that, you know, where you you show that there's a connection between, not all of a sudden, hey, Amanda, yeah, okay, you need us to be over here. We'll fly over here and, and, and do what you need. It made no sense. It made no sense. Trying to build up the, the, the love interest between Adam Smasher and, and, and um, what was her name, Cyclone, all right. All right. it just, it, it, didn't, it didn't work. The humor was lost. Everything was just, it just, it was bad. And, and now that what's-his-name's in charge there, um, I'm not a fan of well, his. James Gunn um, and Peter yeah, Safran because it's it's because it's two. It's not just because a lot of people like James Gunn. It's it's James Gunn and Peter Safran. Yeah. And 
a lot of the stuff that happened in Black Adam, a lot of people are trying to blame him for it, but it's like this was before. No, that him. was before. Yeah, that before. was before, and that a lot of people like they need to bring Snyder back. I'm like, listen, not a lot of people cared for Snyder stuff, and it wasn't great stuff anyway. Like if you read the original stuff of what you yeah. do, it was going to piss off a lot of comic book yeah. fans. Um, and so the whole thing with Black Adam, um, reports and rumors come out of how Dwayne Johnson and the studio butt heads a lot. Like yeah. he wanted to do stuff because he was really trying to set this up as the character. I, I had this conversation. Um, I think it was with Tone or someone um, this weekend um, because, you know, we can't go with on without talking about nerdy shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, listen, I love Dwayne Johnson. Great wrestlers. We're always great. The Mike entertaining guy, businessman. But I feel that he really has this um, thing about himself where he feels like he's a franchise savior. And I think that's what he was trying to set this movie to be up that, Oh, I'm going to be the person to save the DC universe. And they're going to follow my lead. Yeah. And it was, a, and from what they said, it was a lot of budding heads with Warner Bros. Like they didn't want the scene with Cavill. Mm -hmm. They didn't want that because there was no plans for Cavill after this to be Superman again. Like if they wanted Cavill to be Superman, Warner Brothers would have done all in their power and everything to keep Cavill going, and they would have done Man of Steel too, which we're never going to get. Man of Steel two should have came out before Batman versus Superman. Yeah, that should have been the original slate. They should have stuck to it, but they didn't because they wanted to try to catch up with Civil War. That's why they did Batman versus Superman because I remember it was supposed to be released on the same day, and Warner Brothers botched and said, "Oh no, we don't want to release it the same day as Civil War. We're not going to make the box office numbers." Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was good that they did because it was a terrible movie. But with Black Adam, Dwayne Johnson, first of all, there's the whole clause that he has that he yeah. can't lose, and then pulling the character out of Shazam when it's like, why are you pulling the character out of Shazam when Shazam is such an integral part? And such a connection to that backstory of that character. Yeah. And then it's like you show the wizard in Black Adam, you show the different wizards, then you hear him shouting Sazam as Black Adam. It's like, dude, you should have really done the connection of the movie. You should have, like, I felt he should have been set up maybe as the arch rival in the second movie if they weren't going to do it in the first. I shouldn't have had a solo Black Adam movie. We shouldn't have. No, no, I get, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. He should have been the next villain. I mean, I wasn't huge on how they did Savannah in yeah. the first film because I, I like him old school, kind of geeky scientist kind of guy. But, um, you know, I felt like they were building him to kind of be a Black Adam replacement. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I, I just, I just didn't like that. But, um, but yeah, no, like I, I mean, listen, I have a Shazam hanging on my wall over here, and that old Captain Marvel. It's from, it's from the old filmation series. I got a, a nice print of that, right there. I got some. I was actually reading the Shazam family. Uh, I have the old DC archive of the Shazam family, and it was all about Captain Marvel Junior. Um, you know, I love this stuff. I love going back and looking at these at these stories, but. You know, and, and, and again, I don't. I, this is where my bitch fest is going to come in. They don't respect where the origins of these characters are, and I don't mean their comic origins. I mean their creation, what made them great, and what made them popular. You know, when you look at Marvel, Marvel and, and DC does it too. It, it's like they're so anti Kirby. It's like let me like Jack Kirby basically created the universes for both of them. Let's let's be honest. I mean, well. Not not DC, but Kirby brought Darkseid and all those 
characters in, which really changed the DC universe. But Kirby created the Marvel universe. Let's let's be on like at least visually, he created it. But they don't pay respect to Kirby. You know? Um he doesn't he doesn't get his he doesn't get his due in those in the films. The Eternals, one of the worst movies ever made. Why? Because they didn't follow anything Kirby did. You know? Um, when you look at, at at Doctor Strange, when the first movie when he's up against Amamu, um you really see a Ditko influence in the background. Like they, they, it was like, they said, we like Ditko, but Kirby who, who did everything. No, no, let's, let's not. One of the reasons, like, I remember watching an interview about the Superman, you know, animated adventures, the one that came out in the nineties after Batman. And they, and I think Bruce Tim was talking and he said, we had so much trouble developing this story because there was no connection until they said Kirby and they went back. And if you look at everything that came after or in that Superman cartoon and everything that came after the DC animated universe, everything is based on Kirby art. All the technology, everything they did is based on Kirby art. That's, I mean, obviously they made good stories. They had good animation, good voice acting, but it's because they respected the source material and they were able to build a universe off source comic book source material that's why the movies were so good what was that what do you say i'm sorry it's my birthday uh, <laughs> <laughs> um one right rushing down or ready to down another one <laughs> but that but that's the thing it's like it's like you you know if you know when you when you look at when you look at plastic man uh who is yeah. that jack jack cole right you you always see kind of like jack cole in there you know um, you know, it's it's look at where they came from. A lot of these, the a lot of the movies too, don't even tell you they're comic books. Comic book stores are closing down because people don't know about these things. And if you have a kid watch any of the Marvel films and they're like, "Oh, I love Iron Man," I'm gonna go pick up an Iron Man book, and then it's nothing, nothing like the movie. Kids are like, "Why the hell am I spending money on this?" I think I think that 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 starts to come down because um for me the publications um always for me had an issue because um you didn't get the continuations of stories like you wanted it was always about big events which I feel always lost a lot of the characters. Well that was that was what happened in the 90s that destroyed I, I that in the 90s but I felt like you know someone had said I feel like the comic book industry started repeating that again where it's like we want to do repeat events. Oh, Civil War was a great one. Let's create Civil War 2. Yeah. Um the last Secret Wars that came out, that's literally what the movies are basing it off of right now for Marvel. Mm -hmm. They're taking the most recent Civil Wars which I'm not Civil Wars, um, Secret Wars, which Secret was Wars. just similar to what DC did with Crisis back in the day, where it merged a bunch of universes together, which I feel like after um, Marvel is done, because now that they are able to get a lot of the creative licensing for their stuff to make movies like the X-Men and all that, mm -hmm. we're going to get something like that similar after Secret Wars. And, and a lot and, of people... A lot a lot of people saying that they want God Doom, which is like if they don't give us God Doom, then you didn't do Secret Wars properly. I know you're setting up Kang, but a lot of people want God Doom. Yeah. Um, I get what you mean by curb. I go with Marvel and DC. I feel like Marvel is pulling from a lot of their sources, not just from Kirby, but like, like a lot of different stuff. And 
I feel like what happened when they started getting to this next phase because mm-hmm. of what was happening people was like you know are you guys are we going to see more diverse characters they 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 got into this whole kick where they are really kind of trying to diversify their library whereas like with DC I feel like with the Warner Brothers stuff they weren't they're just doing it just to do it and at the same time they're not do it's it felt hollow from Warner Brothers versus from what I see of Marvel and it's like they're like okay we're gonna try this if this messes up that's fine we're gonna fix this over here it's like they're learning from their stuff like with the mm-hmm. release schedules now that they're pushing back on their releases it's like we're lear- like i feel like they're learning from different things like this didn't work let's change it up here this didn't work it's like they're not afraid to mess up whereas this warner brothers i felt like the guys who were in charge before gun and saffron because we don't know where they're going with their stuff it was very hollow it was mm-hmm. like it didn't like like Wonder Woman eighty eight felt like it was a a superhero movie that should have came out in like the late nineties early twos. It didn't feel and it's like after what they did with the first Wonder Woman movie, which I thought was great. I did yeah. like the final act because the final act felt like they ripped it from a Dragon Ball Z movie. Um, it was a good story. Um, Aquaman was okay, but it's you know, a rumors are that. They're they're approaching Jason Momoa to play Lobo now, which is a much better cast yeah. choice. I was, and that's what he wanted. And you know what? I'm I I like Jason Momoa. I'm a big fan of like the Stargate stuff. He was in Stargate Atlantis. Yep. Um, even though I wasn't a uh, a big um, uh, a Game of Thrones fan, I felt better in C. You would love him in C. He He's was really good in C. Uh, I w- I want to watch that. That that it's is really on my good. list. Uh, that is on my list. But, you know, I, I like him as an actor. I think he can play, like, I even enjoyed his Conan. Even though the movie wasn't great overall, I thought he did a good job and he really could have, they could have made sequels. It's just, they kind of, you know, again, story. Um, but, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, but, yeah, no, like, I want, again, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not all about comic book accurate, but, you know, when when they revamped Arthur for the stories, when they made him almost, you know, when he was really, if you want to use the term King Arthur, which is what he was, when he yeah. was like, like, that is the Aquaman I love, where he is the protector of Atlanta, where he is, where he truly is king and he acts like a king, you know, not the cheesy Aquaman, but the really, I'm, I'm the strong, you know, look, look you know, don't, don't mess with me type of stuff. That's the Aquaman I want. You get this one who's kind of like a little goofy and, oh, you know, you guys are idiots. I don't want to be part of your world. You know, it was, it was just dumb, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, listen, did I enjoy the film? Yes, I like Aquaman, but it wasn't the Aquaman I really wanted to see. And rumors are that the second one, um, it's not testing well with audiences. Um, but I think he, Jason Momoa, just by what he's played, I think Lobo's perfect for him. Um, yeah. That's the character that he says because that he's spoken with James Gunn and Peter Saffron, and they're going to most likely recast him. Um, I mean, like I said, I, a lot of people go, "You're a big Marvel fanboy," but I was like, "No, I'm like, I, I kind of see what they are trying to do. I kind of see what they're trying to label with the movies. If they mess up on something, I see where they actually fix it." And it's like. And I get what you're saying with the comics. Like, you know, a lot of people are not going for the comics, but I feel like that's always been a huge issue because of who were in charge of the publications. And it's like, 
And it's always, like you said, in the 90s, the 90s, they did stuff that really hurt the comic industry. And they did it again when there's like, we have so many variant covers, which I'm like, listen, it gives a bunch of artists, it gives a bunch of artists work, but we don't need so many variant covers. And number two, it's, it's really not been what it was before. It it should have been more appealing to the collector's market. You're coming out with a collector's edition. Don't swamp the market. And then now it's like why I stopped buying comics was that when I was like following a, a particular book and to find out that that book gets canceled for no particular reason, because they want to focus on uh, multi-character crossovers. I'm like, that doesn't like I was a if civil war is fun, but then it's like, I got to go buy all this extra stuff for civil war. But then it's like the book I was following. I can't follow anymore because you constantly it because you want to focus on this. Yeah. And that always annoyed me. Yeah. Well, one of my things, first of all, oh, how do you feel about cartoonified such as? I I love that stuff, dude. I, I go look at my work, you'll know I love <laughs> I love yeah. that stuff. Uh, I'm a big Hanna Barbera fan. Like a lot of my influence, if I had to name like comic influences, a lot of them come from animation worlds, like Alex Toth, who I mean did comics, but he created the look of like Space Ghost and all those more. Uh, I mean Hanna Barbera superheroes. Uh, you know, obviously Kirby, who I mentioned. Darwin Cook, Bruce Tim, like uh, uh, Will Eisner, like all those people are, are if you will, my comic heroes. If you will, I don't, I don't usually like that term, but I can na- start listing off strip artists who, <laughs> you know, you know, Hal Foster and Alex Raymond, probably the two greatest artists who ever lived in the comics world. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm jealous of you because you had a what's his face, Mark, Mark Crilly on your show too. No, I didn't, have Mark Crilly. Did you? Oh no! I will get. I will try to get him. I do want to talk with. I him. thought you. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I I do want, but but like those are my influence. They kind of have a cartoon, a, a slightly cartoony feel, but um, uh, it's it's not always. But you know, like uh, a uh, Gil Kane. Love Gil Kane's work, uh, especially on Green Lantern. Because I'm such a big Green Lantern fan. Is how Jordan stuff is amazing. Um. You know, in in Marvel, obviously, uh, John Buscema, I, I, you know, anything he draws is gorgeous, but I love his Conan stuff. I love the fantasy that he he did there. I love um, uh, Romita Sr. Is, is my go-to Spider-Man artist. I love what Romita Sr. drew as for Spider-Man. Um, and, and no matter, you know, I know McFarlane's great and everything, but I'd rather look at Romita Sr., over any other Spider-Man artist, even Dicko. I just like, even though Dicko's work is nice and, and I like Dicko's work, by the way, there's a great book on Amazon. I have a digital copy of it. It's like Dicko's sci-fi art. Holy, I mean, gorgeous stuff. It's, 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 I forgot what company he did it for, but it's his sci- science fiction artwork. Beautiful. See, if you want to get a good sci-fi Dicko stuff, that is, that's, that's awesome. Um, But like, you know, uh, um, Jerry Ordway might be one of my all-time favorite artists. Uh, you know, I love you put it, you know, his I, I remember seeing him at a con one year and I told him he's the reason I took up watercolor was because back in the 90s when the power of Shazam came out and he was he did all it, it he did it all in watercolor. And I'm like, you know, I, I you know, I was in high school when it came out and I was painting uh you know and doing stuff but like i wanted to really learn watercolor because of everything i saw in that book okay. um and 
you know, he was really a really nice guy about it. I got to try to get him on my show. But like, like those are the, <laughs> those are the people I love, you know, those are the, those are, those are my true like influences outside of naming like animation studio, you know, looks. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just like, I will always go back and look at the old stuff and, 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 and just, bringing it back to why I think certain movies don't do well or, or, or failing is because the sort they, they don't understand the source material. They really don't get these characters. They don't get these heroes. They think the world needs, everybody needs to be dark and, and, you know, full of brooding and, and all this. That's Batman. That's the Punisher. That's mm -hmm. those type of characters. Superman should be smiling. Superman should be out there. And now, that was the big problem with Superman yeah. for me. And the other yeah. thing I was going to say is that I feel Eternals, Eternals should have been a TV show because I feel that like a worked, movie. Yeah. yeah, I feel like a movie wasn't enough to get to know these characters. Yeah, I think they would have worked because they're so because Eternals when Jack Kirby created them, it's such an ensemble cast of characters. You need more time, and I think that that's why it didn't do so well. Is because you didn't. Like it's the same effect with Shazam with Black Adam. Mm -hmm. You didn't care for Doctor Fate because it's like you get him in this quick instance. Where I feel like yeah. with the Eternal characters, like if we got to know Icarus more throughout his journey when he flew into the sun, I would have cared more. Yeah. Same thing with Cersei. I wanted to like, and then with um when Selma Hayek's character, I Ajax, like you know. I want to know more about the character. Like, yeah, you know from the comics, but what about your MCU version? I, and again, I feel like they did what they were going to do with the t with the movie, and they all brought their A game because the movie for me was still enjoyable, but I still felt like it was empty, and I feel like it would have done better as a show. I think Moon Knight should have been a movie where Eternal should have been the TV show. That's I can what say I because. Moon Knight, I I mean, I watched because I enjoy the character, but I did not feel it was a good series yeah. at all. Um, I mean, some of it had it had some interesting humor, at least in the beginning, until he found out he had that split personality type of thing. Once it was like how you know, once they got it under control of you know accepting each other, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of eh with the you know what I mean. It's just it, it, for me, it would have done better as yeah. a movie. But um, yeah. Hugo said it sounds like the. For Mike and for those who paint outside of proverbially speaking. Wait, <laughs> sounds like they. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't read that. Yeah, no. Um, going back to also the other question too, like Teen Titans Go. I enjoyed Teen Titans Go in the beginning. I didn't, but then I saw what they were doing because it it, it didn't take itself seriously. And then when they they kind of spoofed it, and it was like it wasn't a continuations of the original Teen Titans um animation. It was just you know it was a fun show. And it didn't take itself seriously, and it and it really held on its own. That showed that the creators behind that show had a lot of love for the material that they were doing. Versus Thundercats, that was trying to be redone. Mm. It was so it was such a hollow attempt because the director felt well. I always thought Thundercats was supposed to be a comedy. It needed to be a comedy. It's like you didn't understand the characters then you didn't understand like i get it when then the cats first came out it was a cartoon created to sell a toy line at the time yeah and then they tried to do a second series of Thundercats, a more serious version which i felt would have done well if it was marketed right 
you did the, the, the reason I fell off with that show is because you didn't know what time it came on. You didn't know what channel at the time it was coming on. Wait, wait, are you talking not not the comedy one that that came out for kids a couple of years ago? Is that the one you're talking about or the one? No, from... no, the one prior to that one. The okay. one that was um, it, where it, they were it, all it, on Thundera still. Yeah, and it's yeah. like you know, you, you it was a uh, and the animation looked great. Um, but then they came out with the comedy one, which was just like, dude, this is just such a hollow attempt. Like, I remember seeing interviews with the director, and he just he gave me this really douchey vibe. Um, yeah. just from his interview, I was like, you really don't care about the source. But you, I was like, you just want to take a pop culture, um, or something that was like, you know, drew people to it and put it over whatever slapstick comedy you were coming up with, but because it had a name, you were like, I'll use the Dundercats name to come out with my comedy. And I was like, dude, we saw past that. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What is it? Oh my God. Thundercats. Okay. Well, here's the thing for the first one, the one, the original, first of all, I've went back and watched the original cartoon that we grew up on. And I thought yeah. it was, I'm like, how the hell did I watch this as a kid, man? I, I, I was so bored by the original series. I thought it had great potential. But and I feel that way about a lot of '80s cartoons. I can't rewatch them, but I feel the the concepts are fantastic. And if redone correctly, you could have a great product line, especially the way we tell stories today. Then when they remade it in whatever the early mid 2000s, whatever the hell you want to call it, that show obviously had a much more anime feel to it. But I'll tell you what ruined the series for me, and people kind of think i'm dumb for saying this or make fun of me but it's because they gave every sword a special gem every sword was special in some way and the idea was collecting these gems uh for lino to get on his 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 you know claw and i'm like if you know what was cool was the sword of omens was one of a kind there was no other sword out there like it but you're basically telling me that every sword is basically the sword of omens if it has the proper gem in there you know, and I'm like, to me, that sounded like, uh, you know, some kind of Japanese card game. And I'm like, I just I wasn't into it. I'm like that. That took me out of it because I'm like the specialness of of what the of what the original concept was, was gone, you know. And then by the time Thundercats Ho came out, I'm like, this isn't made for me. Like, you got to remember when we were kids. Thundercats, you know, I was in what third, fourth grade when Thundercats came out. It was made for me. Well, I'm, they were, I, I, they were toy commercials. Yeah, but it <laughs> was, but but I'm saying it was, it was made for me to enjoy, get excited about to buy the toys, right? Now, when I, you know, I, I'm I'm 47 years old. When I look at uh, 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 Thundercats, you know, ho, I'm like, I'm not that eight nine-year-old kid anymore i it's it's not being made for me it's you're trying to sell me on the nostalgia of it but i shouldn't care because what i enjoyed is still out there if i want to go watch it you know it's it's it, the, the new stuff doesn't matter because the new stuff isn't going to give keep with the love that i I had. What did you say? It, it was promoted made, the toys, the toys as well. But it was all made cartoon. It wasn't slapped together. No. Um. No. So Thundercats. So I get what you're saying. Like Thundercats mm -hmm. Hole, the comedy one. Mm -hmm. It was so bad that the studio, because it was Cartoon Network, that they didn't air it on Cartoon Network. It they put it on their app. Oh really? 
yeah, they just they it, it's the pilot was just put on its app. It didn't continue. It didn't go past the pilot. That's okay. how bad it was. Yeah, but and it's like um, it it was like it felt like they were copying a lot of the slapstick cartoons, and it felt like they were also taking elements from Ren and Stimpy and tossing it into. Okay. Thundercats. That's why I was like the second one. When you're saying the second remake, the the one that came out, the the remake when they're like the different gems. I go, I couldn't understand what you mean, but I go, I would have made it where it's like special individuals could hold these gems, and like Lionel would probably be one of these special individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it felt like you know they were trying to find something at the time when they came out with that Thundercats, something to replace Avatar, especially mm-hmm. with. Again, the influence of Japanese anime. The original series, like He Man, G.I. Joe, those were all toy lines. They were all created Absolutely. to make a toy line. So, but it's like the series that came out after, like G.I. Joe had one that was a really great series, but it didn't get a lot of burn. But it was something that, um, for I remember it was on early Netflix and I got to stream and I watched it. I was like, oh, this was a great um, rendition of G.I. Joe where it was following the characters and all that. And it kind of felt like, too, that they took some of the concepts from the movie that had came out that didn't do so well, but did it better. Yeah. And it just didn't get a lot of love. And it goes, let's slap some massive, massive air quotes comedy version for this show, too. Yeah, the comedy versions. Like, when you saw the interview with the guy who was like, yeah, when I was a kid, I thought Thundercats was supposed to be a comedy, and we're going to make... It's the same thing. It's the same feeling I'm getting from um, Thelma because I tried to watch the first two episodes of Thelma and I couldn't. Um, I feel like people are taking original concept ideas that they have and feel like, hey, I don't think it's going to do well by itself. Let me attach it to a very popular property because it has such a name and following. And I felt that's what that guy did with um, Thundercats. And that's why I feel what they did with Thelma, which is like, hey, yeah, I have this popular thing, but let's just put the Scooby gang on this. And I'm like, it like I like some of the art that they did and the concept work, but the overall characterization of the story, it just it was, uh, it was let me, let me say this. I, I haven't seen Velma outside of a few clips that I've caught on YouTube or Facebook or stuff people have posted. But if I was an artist on that show, I would have my name taken off. I wouldn't want to be associated with that. I would not put it on my resume and just hope I can get another job. Um, that is, I, I'm being dead serious. I, I don't think anyone attached to that show is going to be doing, is going to be working if it, if it's on their resume. It was such a bad show. I know they got a season two, um, but it's, it's, it's a garbage show. It's, I, I, I'm not even going to go into it, but I, yeah, I, no, I, 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 I just, I, I just, I, it's a show worth skipping. Yeah. Here, here's what I'm going to say. And I think you, you kind of had this in the comment discussion. And I was a little in, cause I, I do enjoy Scooby-Doo. Like I said, I'm a Hanna-Barbera fan, but he's not my, he's not my favorite Hanna-Barbera stuff. Um, but when you have a property that is over 50 years old, that has a target audience, you can't automatically change it and say, Hey, this is going to be for, adults this is going to be for whatever and and this was a family you know it started off as as a kid show but because parents grew up and then shared enjoyed it with their kids and then those parents became grandparents that can enjoy it scooby is now a family series that's it and you can't change something that has over a half a century 
to a different to a different target audience and say, hey, because you know what? If someone says, Oh, I'm a Vel I like Velma from Scooby Doo. And now there's a show called Velma, but the kid's eight years old and gonna watch all that stuff, it's gonna screw up everything. The kid'll cry. You know? You could you could do it, but if you do it right. Because there are shows that have made that transition, like for example, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which was pretty interesting concept of Space Ghost. It was him hosted, but this is not something you would show to a young kid. Mm-hmm. Where those who grew up who watched Space Ghost, Space Ghost, and all that were young kids. Um, it was more of an adult comedy that was handled on Adult Swim. So it's like there are ways to do it, but. I feel like for someone to do it, they have to have some love for at least the source material and for the characters. And I don't feel, again, with uh, Thelma, when I watched it and I tried, I liked a lot of the art concepts and everything, but I feel that it was such a half-hearted way of getting the characters out there. Like, I go, if you wanted to really go with this more of dull tone, you should have gone with a little bit of more of a serious tone, not the way that they did it. And I felt like it, it, it was another show, but all they did was just slap skins of the Scooby characters over what they originally were going to do because like, hey, listen, it has a following. Let's slap it on our idea because it'll bring people into our idea to watch it and expect your idea to get over with that audience. If it came out as an original concept, fine. I think it would have worked. But because you took the Scooby concept and put it over it, it's not going to work because – you were trying to create something very original without without the love for the main source material. Mm-hmm. If you had at least decency to like, okay, let's let's try to like, you know, stay true to the source material, but at the same time try to create it for a different audience. If you're coming in there uh, like like what what did it well? Um I'm gonna go right back to G.I. Joe. Like they've had ups and downs of series, like Actually, Ghostbusters is a perfect one. They did that. Ghostbusters was all female Ghostbusters movie. And I don't think that the director behind that movie had a really care for the original source material. They just wanted to do a Ghostbuster movie. And it's nothing against the female cast that wasn't in it and all that. I don't think that there was a wholehearted attempt in really making something that was going to unite fans. Whereas with Ghostbusters Afterlife, still continued the Ghostbuster story. And yet a lot of people talk about that one more than they did the all-female Ghostbuster cast because it, it, it there was still a lot of love for the source material. That's it, what I hear on that. Uh, I haven't I haven't seen Afterlife yet. Yeah, so. I've I've heard a lot of good and that's what a lot of people who are Ghostbuster fans tell me. And it's like it's the it's it's anything because you could take anything and make a concept from it. But it's like if you're gonna take something, you have to have some love for the source. It's like um what was it? There was a movie that came out too where it well, some of the people who are working on um some of the characters like they were doing, um, like John Brethanol, he studied the Punisher. He studied the Punisher. Punisher did well. He went into comic book shops, was buying books, was asking people, what stories do I have to follow? That's why his performance as the Punisher was great. Whereas you have Finn Jones, who did Iron Fist, a lot of people complain about that show because he didn't care for the character. And I feel that also transitions with actors. And it's the same thing with animations. If you don't care, 
with what you're doing and you're gonna be like hey i'm gonna slap like for example um the thundercats show could have been another cartoon ne network original with its own original characters and it probably would have done well kind of like it's kind of like if they took the concept of uncle grandpa which i personally like because i know i'm not the audience for it but it's kind of like if they took the concept of uncle grandpa but then all of a sudden slap on avengers over it it's not gonna work what did work was um the avengers mini ones where they did like they were little like so because that was created for kids and they still stuck true to the characters and still did their own little slapstick comedy mm -hmm. that still was there where it wasn't outrageous whereas like thundercats ho they dumbed it down so much. I'm like, this just felt like you took Thundercats and slapped it on Ren and Stimpy. That's what that felt like. So I feel like if okay. you have love for at least the material, you could create something for it. Mm -hmm. And if at least you respect what came before it, like, okay, we got to pay respect. We can create something with this material, but you know, let's other than that, you're going to anger the fans. You're going to anger people. Now you're going to please people 100%. Hell no. No, no, That's never, no never, That's never. Yeah. I mean, listen, I see what you're saying. I, I, but for me, for me, certain things, you're not going to make an adult Bugs Bunny cartoon. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to, there are certain characters out there that I think are a little sacred and shouldn't be touched. And the Scooby gang is one of them for me. Um, and not because I have a love for them. I do enjoy Scooby-Doo. But like I said, they're not my favorite Hanna-Barbera stuff. I prefer the animal characters or their superheroes or something. I just feel certain characters have a history, have a, you know, have, have this built-in audience. It's, it, it, it's the same thing with comics. I'm, yeah. You know, I do only family-friendly comics. That's just what I do. My work is, is basically if it isn't, you wouldn't find it in Star Wars or Batman, the animated series type of thing. It's not going to appear in anything I create. That is, that's just my rule. I think though, comics, well, it's a dying business. And unfortunately, because people are making all these adult type of stories, it's losing a whole audience. Like if they, I'm not saying everything has to be family friendly. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not saying I, you know, I live on Disney or something like that. It's not, I, I don't need that. I, I enjoy all types of stories, but I think if you're going to do a superhero story, you kind of need to think back to, to that, that golden silver age of comics when heroes were heroes, you know, and not everybody had all these crazy freaking faults that were that, you know, you had to worry about all these characters all the time. You know, Superman did the right thing. Firestorm did the right thing. Yeah. Could they mess up? Absolutely. Can you show that there's a human side to them? Absolutely. But there's still something that you want to look up to all, you know, with it, they're doing it in comics. They do it in the superhero movies. But when you have a superhero curse, I get very upset because I curse a lot and I want a superhero to be someone I look up to someone who's better than me, someone I want to emulate, you know, and, and they're not doing it. If you're going to make them all like me, then what the hell? I don't, I, I'm not going to care about them. You know, I don't care if it adds humor, a little curse here and there. And I don't care if there's cursing in a superhero story or, you know, whether it's a comic or, or, or uh, a movie, just don't let the hero do it. I think, I think it depends on the hero because Superman wouldn't curse. Cat, 
Cap, I feel he is the type of hero that he tries, but because he was surrounded by grunts in the military, there's going to be an occasional slip. Maybe. There's going to be, but Superman, Superman is the type of character. So why James, why Zack Snyder Superman didn't resonate with me is because Superman, like how you said, he's not a dark character. Superman's yeah. the character that he wants to embody what he feels, what humanity is. He's the Captain America is not the cookie cutter for me. It's Superman. Mm. He's the icon of a cookie cutter of what a superhero is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Batman is definitely the dark hero because of all the trauma he suffered. Cap- but, Bat- but Batman shouldn't be cursing either. I would say Punisher, definitely. Punisher is definitely going to curse. He's gonna, yeah. Punisher's gonna Punisher's gonna have the mouth of a sailor. Yeah. Um, Cap, because of what he's gone through. But again, I see that Brooklyn kid of him. He's definitely going to let a fuck slip once or twice. But I could feel like, yeah, because I want to try to be a Roma, but at the same time, because he has that military background and everything. And because he's that Brooklyn kid, there's going to be a slip up. I um, could understand that. Peter Parker feels like as a teenage version of him, he's not going to do that. I feel like he's going to be that guy like, yo, I'm going to put soap in my mouth if I say something. Mm-hmm. Maybe when he gets a little older in his college years and starts experimenting with beer and everything, maybe, because then now he's that college kid. Um, but as far as it goes, yeah, I get what you mean, but there's certain heroes, and I feel Superman is one of those sacred heroes that would not do that. And if he was to say that, that would be something to get on the Bruce's skin because their friendship as they are together, that's one of the things I feel like we haven't really seen them capture on cinema. It's the type of friends mm-hmm. that Bruce and Clark are because they're like, yeah. as much as they like, they want to you know, get them, they're, they're really tight friends. And Bruce is the one that can always push Clark and the same thing, vice versa. Um, and it's like, like I said, it comes down to the writers and the actors of showing past love to like, like, like Heath Ledger. The reason why his Joker performance was so great is because he studied the character implemented Mm -hmm. elements and even asked Nicholson to step away because I'm going to do my version of the Joker. That's why his version was so great because he implemented elements of the Joker that was in the comics, like the whole thing of um, the TV scenes. That was in the comments when he was doing it with the radio, but he was doing like, oh yeah, show it with it. And it just worked perfect. Like I feel like Chris Evans um Captain America has done perfect because he has tried to play that whole thing where Cap is trying to be, but also to that whole thing where it's like, no, I'm fighting for freedom. And every like you could see how Chris Evans did his character yeah. and how Cap would have reacted during these times because even in Civil War, Cap was like, No, like we can't let the government dictate where the heroes because he's been that hero that was dictated by the government where to go where to go fight but he would still go fight tyranny no matter where it was at yeah that's what and he was like america is the people that's that that, and 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 again the cop was the embodiment of you know freedom um but again going back to punisher yeah he would curse like a sailor it's like he he, he would have a hard amount but mike this has been fun man <laughs> yeah, no, I've been a while really since we. I know I've given you two hours. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna be here for a minute, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't honestly, I didn't know how long we were gonna go, and I, I didn't know if I was gonna be your only guest or if other people were popping on. No, I, I, like, 
I had some some people who were like, yeah, if you want to come on, but like, you know what, it's fine. Like at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I know it's a whole thing, a last minute stream, and I know a lot of people yeah. are busy on Sunday, but I was like, I'm coming on my break. I just expected to be drawing for a while. But I'm always it's always good getting to talk shop and just just yeah. nerding out with you, bro, because we don't get to do this a lot, man. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun for me. And, and thank you for having me come on. Thank you for letting me talk about my stuff. Uh, you know, at the Wiz comic, you know, uh get in tune. Just follow me on my name. Just look me up. You'll, you'll see me yeah, everywhere. We um, also, too, if you guys go to the YouTube section on our um, that says featured or like um, just mess around with our YouTube page, Mike's channel is there. So you Thank can you. actually get to Mike's channel from the Nerds channel, too, if you can't find the links or anything. It is there um, along with other of our friends and everything. But Mike is one of the um, featured ones on that channel. Um, and yeah, those who subscribe to Patreon, I want to thank you guys. Like, I can't wait to get the, the next installment of Concrete. This one's been taking a while, drawing some action scenes in this one and introducing this card. I wanted to make sure it comes out right and, and make sure this hits home. But 41, yay! <laughs> Congratulations, man. It's all Definitely. downhill. I'm kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> been all downhill the last few years, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> So this has been your boy Sebastian with Michael Gracia from Get In Tune, the creator behind The Wiz. Make sure you guys are checking him out. Give him a like, follow, subscribe. And um, I'll catch you guys on Tuesday where we're, we're going to be talking about um, Mandalorian and possibly um, how upset we are at Attack on Titan right now. <laughs> Good night, guys. <laughs>